Hi, I'm Sam Fesich from the EduMagic Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. and welcome to another wonderful episode of My EdTech Life. I am excited to be here with you all on this beautiful Saturday morning and hopefully anywhere in the world that you are joining us from or anywhere here in the United States, your day is off to just a great start, whether you're having breakfast, maybe lunch or it's dinner or maybe even Sunday. I don't know, but thank you so much for joining us and as always making My EdTech Life what it is today. As you know, our mission, our vision, and our passion is to connect educators, education professionals, and creators one show at a time. And of course, I am very excited because today I have two of my favorite educators and two of my favorite creators here on the show. And now these two have teamed up to create an amazing podcast where we have real, well, where where they have real conversations about everything going on in education. So I'm just really excited to welcome to the show, Mr. Chad Pettit, who is no stranger to the show. He has been here before, and you can check out that previous episode as we talk about getting unstandardized. And first time here on the show, Mr. Brett Colley. Gentlemen, how are y'all doing this morning? Excited to be here, Fonz. Thanks for having me back, man. Real happy, Fonz. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me out. Excellent. Well, thank you guys and gentlemen. It's always an honor and a pleasure. Like I said, my passion is to connect with like-minded educators and, of course, people that are not afraid to put themselves out there and share at least their experiences so we can help others that may be going through those experiences and just letting them know, hey, you're not alone in this. We see what's happening and what can we try and do to change those things and continue to change the education landscape for the better. So, gentlemen, let's go ahead and get started. So let's give a brief intro. And this time, since we have Mr. Brett Colley, who is a first timer, we'll start with Mr. Brett Colley. Mr. Brett Colley, if you can give us a little bit, a little introduction, your context in education. And if you don't mind, maybe telling us something interesting about yourself that people may not know. Oh boy, that's going to be a tough one. So we'll we'll start with the brief introduction. Uh, so Brett Colley, I am a fourth year teacher. Um, I teach sixth grade ancient civilizations, and I absolutely love doing that. Um, it took me a while to get to where I wanted to be for education uh, and teaching, but I'm here. So we made it. And something that people don't know about me I'm an absolute Lord of the Rings junkie. It's all true, right. Folks. It's true, folks. He Chad knows all, that. He gets all my references. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Brett. And Chad, if you can go ahead and give us a little brief intro as well, your context and education for all our listeners. Yeah. So I'm a seventh year ELA teacher. Uh, I teach high school and at early college in the Lone Star State. Don't hold that against me. Uh, I'm not from Texas, but I got here as quickly as I could. I was in the military for a while and I stayed here and, and uh, now I'm a teacher and let's see something interesting about me. I don't know. I put my entire private life out there on the internet for the world to see. So, um, I'm short. 
Most people don't realize that. <laughs> Excellent. And by short, what are we talking about? Like five, seven, five, nine, six? I'm, I'm five, nine. Oh, five nine. Hey, well, uh, you're you're an inch taller than I am. <laughs> so, so now I'm short. There we go. Well, and that's five eight for Fallen's. There you right. go. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate y'all. And as always, like I mentioned in the introduction, you know, you guys are just some amazing creators. And myself, just being a person who's joined TikTok a little bit later in the game, but just been able to find amazing creators such as yourself because you guys create content around what it is that you're seeing through your classrooms, through your experience and so on. And we know that it has been a whirlwind, you know, here in the education landscape, you know, for the past couple of years. So one of the things that I do enjoy is how you do share those experiences and you're being open and honest. And like uh, Chad said, you know, there really isn't anything that people may not know because he really puts everything out there. And when I say everything, he really does. But to me, it's something that is inspiring because sometimes you don't know what people may be going through. And that really helps me, you know, see things through a different perspective and really just, hey, let me go check up on some people. Let me see what's happening. Let me see what's going on. And of course, Mr. Kali as well, putting himself out there, uh, you know, and his kiddos and everything that he's doing. And it's just amazing, you know, what you guys have done. And now I want to talk about your project that you have done, all right, and created. but. Before I do that, because I was out for two weeks, as you can tell, I'm a little bit out of podcast shape. Usually I like to ask, you know, did you always want to be an educator or go into education? So let's start with Mr. Kali first. All right, Brett, were, is, was education your first like, hey, this is my plan. This is what I want to do. Or was it something that you kind of landed in? Now, for me, education was something I wanted to do. The only problem is it took a very long time for me to re-understand that after I graduated high school. But yeah, education was always the forefront of my mind. Excellent. Now, what did you do prior to coming into education? Uh, I worked in retail for about 14 and a half years, whether that was uh, selling cell phones, cars, motorcycles, working for the retail division and Microsoft. Uh, I did it. Excellent. So retail, sales, marketing. So you already had those people skills then. So that's something that's great. Customer. I service. like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And Chad, how about yourself? Was education your first like choice and say, yeah, this is what I want to do immediately? I know you said you met you mentioned you were in the military. So was this something that you said, hey, you know what? After doing what I'm doing here, I'm gonna go into the different kind of trench maybe and go into education. Yeah, that kind of was my plan. Uh, when I graduated high school, my plan was military, law enforcement, and then in my 40s, I would land in education. Uh, I'm in my 40s, and I landed a little earlier, but I never got into law enforcement. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit of both, but I didn't land where I thought I would. All right. It sounds good. All right. Now, let me ask you something, too, because this is a question that I always like to ask, because now I see that, you know, our roads very similar education, we landed maybe a little bit later. And so we've had previous experience, whether it was in sales, like myself and, and Brad, and then of course, Chad, you had the military experience and then coming into education. And I want to ask you this with all honesty, because I know I see it, but I don't know if you guys see it, but do you notice a difference between 
you know, a teacher that has gone straight through college of education, coming out with their degree in education and going into the classroom and somebody that has had previous experience, whether it's sales, private sector, and then coming in, do you notice a difference in maybe the way we see things in education and maybe even, you know, classroom management, things of that sort? So we'll start with Chad first. Is there anything that you would say, man, I'm really different than some of the people that did go straight through, you know, college of ed? To a, to a degree, uh, I would hate to make a general statement across the board and say yes, 100%, but I do think there is a certain level of resilience that just comes with not even necessarily I did this prior or that prior, just having more years of experience in the adult world um, and, and experiencing some hardships as an adult. Obviously, kids go through hardships. Um, everybody goes through hardships in life, yeah. but going through hardships as an adult big difference and going through hardships as an adult as a married person with children those sorts of things it, it's different and so there's a certain level of resilience that i think teachers who have gone in different career paths uh, prior to being in education they kind of have but there definitely is always going to be that one person who right out of high school college into education is just naturally resilient so again not a general statement but i do think it's just the resilience piece Excellent. Yeah. And that's a great question. And and again, I'm just curious in asking that because I, I know a lot of the guests that I've had uh, have not gone through that immediately out of high school, go straight into the College of Ed. They've had other experiences and then they land in education. And, you know, just like what you mentioned, I think it's a little bit of that resiliency there. And how about you, Brett? What are what are some of the things that maybe you feel that thanks to the experience that you had prior into coming to, into the classroom have been very well translated into your practice like chad i mean i don't want to make a, a sweeping generalized statement um but i think the one difference that somebody who maybe waits a little bit of time before going right in and has a little bit more of that real real world experience can have some better I wouldn't say classroom management. I'll say adult management. The ability to work in the harder aspect of dealing with whether it's coworkers or parents or admin who may or may not get a little bit disgruntled and being able to handle that aspect of things where um, when I was going through my teacher certification, no teacher professor talks to you about stuff like that at all. You don't really hear about that side of things we're always here for the children we don't talk about the the adult aspect of teaching so i think there is some advantage to having some real world experiences prior to jumping into your teacher certification just from that aspect in my opinion yeah and you know what i i love the way that you put that brad i it's the adult management <laughs> that is that is so true you know i i never thought about that thought it, thought about it that way but just the way that that came out and rolled out i was like oh yeah it's like i just kind of had like a little light bulb moment there so thank you so much for sharing yeah. that really appreciate it well i know that now you guys have teamed up 
you started a an amazing podcast like i was uh, you know listening to the most recent episode and hopefully both of you guys have are wearing shoes this morning for this podcast but if you're not it's okay no worries if you're not wearing shoes it's all good it's saturday morning no big deal all right <laughs> but uh so you guys started a podcast called education reclaimed and i want to hear the backstory about this because i know through you know, you guys met through TikTok and you were and then listening through to this last episode. I really enjoyed that story. So if you can tell me a little bit about how that connection came about through TikTok and then just kind of said, hey, you know what? We've got something going on here. Let's team up. So let's go ahead and get started here with uh, Chad. Give me your side of the story as to how you guys connected. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, you've got to get this from Brett. Brett. <laughs> Okay, okay. Then we'll do that. Brett, let's go ahead and go with Brett here. Brett, let's go ahead and see how you guys connected. All right, so I'm scrolling the TikToks one day, and you know, I come across this handsome, bearded gentleman, and it was uh, a topic of tell me something that someone was going to hate you for or something, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And he stops and stares right into the camera and goes, I don't like flare pens. <laughs> and... Right. And as educators, we all know that there's a lot of us out there that far outnumber the 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 G2 clan um, that love our flare pens. So I made a video. I stitched him and made a video and just we dogged him for it. And then a back and forth started a very fun just we made characters up. We had the Beard Lord. We had, oh, what was the other one's name? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I forgot, man. Oh, I'm going to have to go, go back, back to and watch, watch these. Archimedes. 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 <laughs> and we just had back and forth. And it just turned into, we went back and forth. We, we had the Bearded Teachers Association of America. And we had all this going on. And it just turned into a really, really good friendship where, we understood we could make fun of each other at wit's end and the other person wouldn't care because we knew there was no malice behind it. It was all in fun and games. It was all to make people laugh. And that's how the relationship started because this guy says he hated flare pens. <laughs> yeah. It's like one day I get this stitch and I'm looking this, 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 bear of a man showering himself with flare pants. <laughs> and I've never been more complete in my life. <laughs> that is amazing. And see, and that's the power of social media. I mean, honestly, right now, just the way that Brett is talking about this connection, I mean, that's really what I'm trying to do here through this show, but just to be able to see it, that, that you guys, something that happened so organically through some, as a topic just on flare pens and you've made this connection and now you are friends from, you know, Chad and I both here in Texas, uh, Brett, you're over there in um, the West coast and you know, West we're, coast, here, baby. We're, we're here connected. We're here connected and we're having genuine conversations and genuine building up genuine friendships and things Absolutely. of that sort. And, and that's yeah. the, that's the best part. This is amazing. You know, that's what I love. So Chad, tell me a little bit like how, you know, what was your first thing, you know, as far as now you've got this, you know, glorious bearded man showering himself with pens. You said you became complete. And then after that, everything just clicked. 
it was so weird. Like we've talked and, and it was like, at what point did we start talking back and forth to each other? Like it was videos and I, I don't, neither of us knows, but, um, I, I did the flare pin thing. And then it was, you know, a, an all out assault on little old Chad from the entire world of teacher talk. And Brett was leading that charge. So, um, and then we started, Brett started the Bearded Teachers Association of America. And I did a video just tongue in cheek, shadowed with my hoodie on and saying, the, you know, not even talking and saying the Beard Lord approves. And this guy, this guy comes out and attacks my Beard Lord title. He comes out, he, he attacks my title. How dare you call yourself? The and if you don't know, Brett does amazing voices. Brett's got a voice that just yeah. like he could do audiobooks. And so if you're if you're strapped for cash, my friend, you know what to do. You already got the mic. Um true. So I was like, okay, no, absolutely not. So I started doing the beard lord, but I couldn't maintain my serious persona all the way through the video. And so <laughs> it just turned into this total, total mess. And somehow I ended up with this guy's phone number and we're texting back and forth. And, yeah. and, and now we got a podcast. I don't get yeah. it. I don't. Yeah. Get from, it. from me yelling at him, you dare call yourself the beard Lord. <laughs> See, there it is. <laughs> and then to his Archimedes when, Oh, I done. I was done. Mr. Colley. Mr. Colley. Mr. Colley. <laughs> I was done. See, and and this is great. You know, I love it. You know, the way that you just made that connection and now you're texting back and forth. And if you haven't heard their episodes, guys, you definitely need to go check out Education Reclaimed, which is now what we're kind of going to be talking about. So let me know, gentlemen, how did this idea come into fruition? Chad? Yeah, so Education Reclaimed um, originally was going to be mine and then Brett stole it and took the limelight. Um, yeah. So, no, it was, uh, you know, I talk a lot on my TikTok about the outside noise, you know, the assaults, the attacks we get as t teachers. We, in March of 2020 and April of 2020, we were the heroes. Right. And then five minutes later, we became public enemy number one. Uh, you know, it was great when the pandem t pandemic was at the height, but then it became teachers are lazy. They don't want to be back in the classroom. That was a lie. Um virtual teaching was the hardest thing I've ever done. I couldn't wait to get back in the classroom. Absolutely. Then, uh, you know, there was just all this stuff mounting up. And then I started talking about the problem of standardized education. And I started realizing as I posted my videos, just how universal my experience was mm -hmm. for teachers across, not even the country, but the world. Uh, I've got people from Australia saying, yep, we're dealing with that too. And things like that. So, I got to a point where I was very, very defeated, very defeated. And people don't know when I was at the height of my TikTok uh, taking off, I was in the worst mental state I've been in my entire life. Uh, I had a complete mental breakdown, like not like, oh, I have a mental break. No, legit. I had a mental breakdown um, and I was in therapy. And as I was sitting in a therapy session, the therapist looked at me and said, OK, so everything's falling apart and you don't have any control. OK. What, I, what you can always do is reclaim one breath at a time. And that just hit me at the exact moment that I needed it to hit me. She said, when everything around you is falling apart, you can stop and reclaim your breath. And so that led to this thought process of, okay, I can reclaim my breath. Now what else can I reclaim? 
And I started thinking we as educators need to reclaim what we can. We need to reclaim our classroom management, our curriculum, our relationships with our students. We need to reclaim our stake in the education world and, and get involved in the conversations. And so people were like, you need to do a podcast. And I said, sure, I'm just crazy enough to do it. And then Brett and I were talking and I was really overwhelmed at the time. Um, and he said, hey, you want to do a podcast together? And I was like, and here we go. The universe just falls into place once more. And uh, so we started doing it together. And it's been it's been one of the best experiences ever to, to be able to do this show together and meet the people we get to meet and talk to the people we get to talk to. It's very cathartic in a way to listen to to know, because at the same time, like Chad and I blew up at the same time. Um, and so when he was going, like we as teachers, we struggle and it's, it's weird to, I don't know, for me, it's weird to say that out loud just because I really only ever really talk about that with Chad or my wife, who's also a teacher, but, um, it's last year was tough. Last year was tough for a lot of us coming back into school and, and going with everything that we had going on. I mean, I was, I had my struggles as well, but to hear that it's not isolated for me is one of the biggest keys, I think. So being able to talk with the guests that we have coming on and um, hearing that they, they had their struggles and everything else that they had going on, I think really for me kind of keyed up my, my passion to keep going forward and keep doing what I do on my end. And see, and that's one thing that I love about, <clears throat> excuse me, what you guys are doing, because, yeah, you know, a lot of people were in those places that many people may not know about. I mean, I, and I've been honest with, you know, some of my friends telling them, like, you know, last year I was not myself because be going straight into virtual, you know, I was like, hey, I'm a fish in water here because I had just finished up my master's in educational technology is like, all right, good. Like, you know, and you feel in control. And then that whole year goes by, but you're working till 10, you're working till 11 because there's teachers that are, you know, scared, they're worried, they're concerned, you're creating stuff for them, you're helping them out. And then after that, you know, you're, you're good. But I didn't realize how unhealthy I was, you know, mm. physically, it started taking a toll physically mentally where you know that i was feeling that burnout last year and to work with burnout and trying to take care of your that burnout and then you're still having to manage your job and it, it gets tricky so i would yeah. imagine you know you going through that as well and then the educators that you guys bring on are also doing that and for the first time i you know i i mentioned this at a training this this past week i said you know what for the first time in the last two years I actually feel like I have my feet under me, like my I got my sea legs back and I'm excited. And when I did see those that TikTok with uh, Chad and talking about, you know, reclaiming your breath and he just started taking off with it, I was like, you know, it kind of goes with what I want to do. Like, I want to just kind of get one percent better every day. But in, in what can I do to improve myself to give a better version of me? to others and you know being able to work with teachers and the adults and sharing those things but also at the same time you know being inspired to say hey you know there's some changes that we need to make here and maybe some of the decisions that are being made may not be the best because we're not getting enough input so those are some of the things that a lot of teachers right now are dealing with and we kind of talked a little bit about it um, pre-chat and uh, I know Chad you I recently saw a TikTok you, I think what was it maybe in the last couple of days 
where, you know, you had a drawn out description of, you know, some of the PD, you know, the, or at least the length of PD that you guys do and so on. So tell us a little bit about that, you know, at least that experience, what you go through in your school district as far as professional development before the school year starts. Yeah, <clears throat> I can honestly say that I no matter how much rest I get in the summertime, I am exhausted on the first day of school because of a two week long um, professional development teacher in service time. And it is just an onslaught of sitting in a chair for eight hours with a lunch break, which is great. I appreciate the lunch break, but it's, it's four hours of sit and get it's PowerPoints. It's an inundation of emails. It's confusion, figuring out schedules. It's going to this training in this location. It's going over here. It's having this consultant come in. It's, it's two solid weeks in almost no time to plan, no mm -hmm. time to go in your classroom and set up your classroom. And by the time the first day starts, we're stressed out, we're exhausted, and we, we're, we're just like, I, I don't have it in me to, to do all the things I'm supposed to do. So I'm starting out depleted. Uh, and when you start out in uh, energy deficient mm -hmm. state, and then not have the time to recover. It's that's that's where you go. So people say, "Oh, teachers get summers off." And of the people, one, I didn't get the summer off. I worked the entire summer, uh, and then and then I came in for the professional development in service. And by day one, I was I was worn out. Now I'm doing good because my students are amazing this year. There's something different about this year. And I, I, I'm like you, yeah. I'm like you. I've got my feet under my, you know, I got my my sea legs now for the first time in a couple of years. And so that's going well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's different. Yeah. Brett, how about yourself? Let me know how you're feeling this year or what you, your take is. So yeah, exhausted, you know, summer, summertime. I'm constantly like, even though I'll go out and do things, I have my computer, I have my phone. I'm constantly looking at things, trying to make things better. So by the time we get back to school, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. Now, Unlike Chad, we don't have two full weeks of back-to-school prep for teachers and personal development. We have a three-day period the week before we bring students back in which we have um, basically three different days. We have like a team-directed day, a district-directed day, and then an individual day. Um, and my district kind of did it to break it up a little bit this year. We had a half day of pd then a half day of individual time then the next day was a full district directed day where we were learning about supporting our multilingual students and then we had the other half of the department day and individual day so they did a good job in bringing us back and not over inundating us but do i feel like i have my sea legs yet no I'm getting there, but like Chad said, the kids, there's something different with the kids this year. Um, you know, my sixth graders last year, <laughs> oh boy, off the chain. Absolutely. I don't know where some of the stuff they were coming from was coming from, but they did it anyway. This group this year is more down to, they seem to get it more this year. And before we even started going over rules and regulations and expectations in the class, 
they were already following him. They're in their seat. They're quiet. They're respectful. They know when to tell a joke and when to not, and they know when to stop doing what they're not, not supposed to be doing. I was like, I, okay, this is going to be fun. You know, and so hope. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So hopefully, I get my my feet under me soon. And you know, I mean, Chad's been back at. I know you guys down in Texas have been back at it for we a couple finished, weeks now. Yeah, yeah we, we just finished week three. Yeah, yeah. I finished day three yesterday. So we're we're just getting started. So hopefully, go. by the time we do curriculum, I'll be ready to go. <laughs> there you go. And you know, going back to what you gentlemen were saying, you know, we had a curriculum rollout and i was talking to some of the teachers and i was even i did an instagram live earlier and and i was just sharing with people there's some excitement in the teachers i i mean at least some of the ones that i've talked to they're like you know what like this is going to be a good year like they came in and i guess maybe they're just again feeling like they're getting their sea legs back and then be, and they were just genuinely excited and then when i talked to them now in a very similar way, they're saying, hey, you know, there's just something different. Like the, the kids, they're different. And in, in my thing, I was thinking, well, I think now that for us here in Texas and in our school district last year was the first full year of back, like full on brick and mortar. So they kind of, you know, that muscle memory for the kids too, that structure, you know, like, uh, you know, some of the rules, some of the things and so on. And then coming back into this year, they're like, oh, okay, like I know what to expect. And, and so I, I I don't know. I want to attribute a little bit to that, but also like teachers just kind of like, Hey, you know what? We got that last year out of the way, but, and now again, for, for our teachers as well, just kind of like, all right, we're good. And so I did, you know, I would say that there are a couple of teachers that I did talk to that did reclaim their joy for what they're doing. And even myself too included, I was just like, man, this is going to be an amazing year. And I'm going to try and make it as amazing as I can, not only for myself, but for those around me, um, you know, but as always, we do know that you may be coming in like this, but we do see barriers. We do see things and we can't deny that, you know, at all whatsoever. So some of those things and decisions and so on do affect us as educators and of course affect our teachers as well. So just, uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about that. So, and, and a good, of course this does tie into your podcast as well. So, you know, tell us a little bit more about you know, the mission that you're trying to achieve, the connections that you're making, and maybe just from your standpoint too, through your guests, what are some of the common things that you're seeing, common themes that uh, teachers are finding to be a barrier for them? Go ahead, we'll, we'll start with chat. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. Um, <clears throat> so I think one of the biggest things that we're noticing, and, and I really want to work to put a stop to this now now i am critical in my tiktok of administration I, I very um and people misconstrue that sometimes so they say what does your administration think i'm going to be clear for the entire world my administrators follow me like they send me tiktoks we're they're they're aware of mine uh, we talk about it and i know they know i'm not targeting them with that being said there is a major disconnect between administration and teachers Yes. And I think one of the big problems is the administrators have not been in a classroom for any length of time during this pandemic. And we've gone through three major phases where we were completely out of the buildings and totally virtual to where we were hybrid in the buildings. And when we were back and then kind of mid year, the masks came off in some places and, and the virtual thing was gone, uh, you know, at, at least for most people. And so we ended last year kind of on the 
we're back in school for a few weeks and it was, you know, it was that, but administrators are still in the mindset of where they were when they were in the classroom, if they were ever in a classroom and not, not realizing the changes that have taken place and not realizing the level of trauma that teachers have been through, that students have been through, that collectively society has been through. Those traumas play out in the classroom in a big way and we're not trained to handle it. No. Brett, how about yourself? I mean, he, he hit the nail on the head with, with that description. Um, I think I'll, I'll go to another part of the question that you're asking is um, my hope in doing uh, education reclaimed with Chad here is to let teachers out there know all over the world if we can reach that far if we can reach our our true pinky in the brain global domination phase um that it's okay to struggle in the job that if you are sitting there and you've hit an obstacle and you can't get over it you can't get around it it's okay because there's people out there who've hit that same exact obstacle who can help you get through it or help you manage it to make the stress of that obstacle less life controlling. And that is for me where I really hope we can get with this podcast is I know teachers are struggling everywhere and they, they're not going to admit it, but to hear two bearded men come out and say, we struggle because we all know that sometimes one of the big keys on TikTok is, you know, men don't say when we're not okay. Mm. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. And so to have two men come out and be secure in saying, we're not okay. We weren't okay. We're getting better. This is how we're doing it. This is what we can do to control our own personal lives and make our lives manageable. It, it carries some weight behind it. And to me, I, that's, that's where I see us going. That's excellent. And I love that. You know, we definitely need more educators such as you both and to be out there and advocating, you know, for our profession. And, you know, one thing that I love, you know, about your podcast and the podcast description says reclaim their passion and joy for education. And like I mentioned to you guys earlier, you know, education was something that I never wanted to go into. And I keep saying that over and over again, never wanted to. I wanted to be go into business. I worked in business. I wanted to be a millionaire. I wanted to do those things fork in the road moment comes, I land in education, and I absolutely fell in love with this profession. And I continue to grow in this profession and continue to learn. And, you know, I, I see some of the things that are, you know, happening, you know, like Chad mentions, you know, obviously, the, the outside world influencing what's happening, mm -hmm. and the perception, and so on. And, you know, for myself, it's like I, I just want to give back to this profession that has given me so much that is such a noble profession. And, you know, to have educators such as yourself that have carry a weight in your voice and what you're sharing, I, I absolutely love it. And I hope that more educators connect with you all, see your TikToks and, you know, listen to your podcast. But I think that's the one thing that I really love that that description just is so fitting for myself and maybe for a lot of teachers. And I'm glad that you guys are doing it, you know, and, and helping us reclaim our joy and our passion for the profession that we love. So, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to add that. Chad, you're like, you're like, oh man, 
Oh, you're just mesmerized by what I just said. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> All right. Well, you've very well spoken, Vons. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's inspiring to sit back and see people talking about them being inspired. Yeah. And seeing educators getting that, you know, when I post videos and, and I say, I'm not, you know, I said this in one video. I'm not toxic positivity, but I am positive that I don't want to live in bitterness anymore. Yeah. And, and seeing that resonate with people and seeing teachers come out and say, you know what? Yes, there are a ton of problems in this profession and it's still a struggle, but I'm going to control what I can control. And I'm going to reclaim my passion one step at a time and, and seeing people like you that are getting buy-in with the message and, and feeling the change. It's like, wow, we're making a difference. And that's, that's what we want. Exactly. That's what we all want. So thank mm -hmm. you guys. And Brett, what are your thoughts too as well? You know, I mean, like I said, you know, watching you guys on TikTok is just amazing because you bring in the funny, you bring in the serious and you have a wide mix of everything that you're doing. But I think, uh, Brett, just that inspiration uh, component, how does it feel to bring or be an inspiration to others? <laughs> I, I, I don't know yet. Um, Chad can tell you, my wife can tell you, I don't really think about myself in that light. I'm the kind of guy who I will put out a burning building while I am on fire before I deal with myself. Uh, so to to have that kind of intrinsic look into myself and go, wow, I, I mean, I have this gentleman here saying that I'm inspiring in an aspect is kind of, I don't know. It feels weird. It's a warm, tingly feeling that I'm not used to. Um, <laughs> no, it's 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 good though. It's good that you know there there are messages that I'm trying to put out there, um, not just funny or humorous messages that that we see on my TikTok, um, but there are messages that I want to get out there that I I do know are starting to gain some traction, and people are really starting to see that. And uh, to me, that does make me feel good that people are really starting to understand what it is i'm trying to put out there you know i have a uh something that I'm, I'm trying to get back is my stop bullying movement and you know because i work in middle school and they are some of the sharpest tongued demons in the world and i mean that with all love and respect if any of my students ever find this podcast but they are they know how to hit somebody to the core and so bringing that awareness out there is just something I want more and more of and helping teachers reclaim their passion with Chad and switching Chad over to flare pens from G2 gels. Nope. You know, that's a, nope. this is what's going on yeah. here. Uh, nope. I'm a Sharpie guy. I'm a Sharpie pen kind of guy. All right. Yeah. Sharpie that, that that's almost psychopath level. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm getting Dexter vibes right now. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Sharpie pen kind of guy. So yeah, myself, but you know, gentlemen, I, like I said, I, I really admire the work that you're doing. And, you know, I just ask you just continue just bringing that fire and that passion that you have, because again, you know, we definitely need more educators like that. And I'm, I'm always thrilled to connect with educators such as yourself, because again, like I mentioned, and I'll say it again, you know, it inspires me to know that there's other people out there that are trying to convey the same message. And going back to what Chad's saying, controlling what we can and it, I kind of always remember my days back in the classroom where I just remember once I closed that door, 
I am in control. I am the captain of that ship. But it was always when I opened that door where I was just felt like I was just bogged down and that ship was sinking because of all that additional stuff that comes in from the outside as far as, you know, administrative stuff that you got to do and, you know, this and that. But, you know, once that door closes, it's like, hey, I am the captain of the ship and I'm going to definitely navigate through these waters and take my kids, you know, on an amazing journey and an amazing learning experience. And so taking that and and you and thanks to you guys also like i said reminding me of that you know now I, I it's time to revisit that feeling again where in this current role this year third weekend to remind myself of those things that you control what you can be the captain of that ship navigate those waters and continue on with our journey and it's going to be a long journey there's going to be a lot of rough waters but we'll definitely get there together and with gentlemen like yourself and other educators that are out there on TikTok and you know on Twitter that are out there helping each other out and inspiring others we can definitely do something for our educator community to continue to help what we can in improving the education landscape and to continue to move that education needle forward so thank you both to both of you gentlemen for being here this morning and having a great fun chat. It, it, it was great to be back after two weeks of not podcasting and to come back to have both of you on as my first guests after that break. I feel like I got my podcasting legs back today and I definitely had a great time. So thank you both. Yeah, thank you, Fonz. It was a great time. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, guys. But before we end, I uh, this is my favorite segment. And this is, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let me add something here. Uh, Amanda Macias, thank you for joining us. She says, nothing compares to Mr. Sketch Markers. Hashtag just saying. And we've got Sherry, who always joins us on LinkedIn, who says, Mr. Sketch Markers for me as well. So, yeah. What are those vibes there? <laughs> I mean, th those give me personally the kindergarten teacher vibes that just uh, the kindergarten teacher vibes from uh, Happy Madison Productions. Uh, what was the name of the movie? Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Yeah. Billy Madison yeah. Where the, she was just all kind of her own little world. <laughs> had the had the 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 Mister Sketch that she. And, I mean, it just it takes me back to kindergarten because that's when I found fell in love with Mister Sketch. But no. I don't know. I mean, Mister Sketch. I don't know. <laughs> all right guys well before we end the show this is one of my favorite segments because we definitely get to have just a little seriousness and then ending with a little bit more uh, lightheartedness but just to get to know you all better and so this time since we've got brett here as a first time guest we will go ahead and start with brett and then we'll move to chat and we'll do that through uh, all the questioning so brett in the current state of education what would you say is your current Edu Kryptonites. Uh oh, curriculum. Uh, let me expand. Lack thereof of proper curriculum to teach my subject the way I want to teach it. Um, to me, that's it, it's killer. If you don't have all the pieces, there's a lot that doesn't make sense in history. All right. Good answer. Good answer. Chad, I know when you were here previously on the show, you did mention, I don't know uh, what your current edu uh, kryptonite was at that time. I don't know if anything has changed, but to you, what is your current edu kryptonite? Paperwork. Paperwork. I, I feel like that's so loaded. Um, I could do really, really well if I never had to do any kind of documentation but documentation 
I get better every year. Uh, and I start out with great intentions, but by week four, I'm like drowning in paperwork. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, that's a great question. Like, or a great answer, I should say. I, I get it. I remember I used to have those stacks of, you know, documents and it's like, okay, every six weeks for our progress report, it's like, you have to fill it out for these, uh, kids and then of course every six weeks here's another report and so on and that's what i mentioned you know when you open that door you know that's what comes in and like you said i agree with you paperwork is definitely a big one all right brett here we go next one if you could have a billboard with anything on it what would it be and why oh boy um Honestly, it would just be my face saying greetings historians. Like that, it. And with a flare it. pen. With the whole bunch of flare pens raining. We're just gonna keep behind. coming with the same front punch. <laughs> yes. Just, okay. Yes. All right. I'm gonna I, I've got I'm gonna get your address. I'm gonna send you something, Chad. <laughs> All right, Chad. What would you say? What would you put on your billboard? Vote pro education. All right. Simple, fair enough. Great message. God, make me look like the jerk right now. Thanks, Chad. Well, that's what you get for throwing flare pins in the conversation. <laughs> fair, fair. All right. And Brett and Chad, this last question is for obviously for both of you. So I guess you guys each get a turn since you guys are also podcast hosts. So let's say that the tables were turned and this morning this was your podcast and I was your guest. Brett, what would be one question you'd like to ask me? I'm going to steal the easy one. Uh, what advice would you have for people looking to become educators? <laughs> See, uh, looking to become educators or um, who are still early on in their career as teachers. All right. Best advice for me. And this was shared with me several years ago by a friend of mine who is a former Marine. And, you know, he said that this is what they shared, I guess, as their kind of one of their mottos or sayings was, Improvise, adapt, and overcome. Those three things have been what have helped me be where I'm at today and to continue to improve myself as an educator and as an education professional. And pretty much I apply that to anything in my life. To have the ability to improvise, number one, you have, like you mentioned, curriculum. You may not have, let's say, the appropriate curriculum or maybe the curriculum that would that you know would provide a learning or a better learning or in-depth learning experience for your students. So sometimes you'll have to improvise and maybe, you know, either think of something quick, find something, do a resource, whatever it may be. And to note also that although you may plan that amazing lesson, something will always or may go wrong. So just have the ability to improvise and change that up real quick. That goes also with adapting, you know, adapt to the room. If your room isn't receiving that lesson or learning experience the way you thought it was going to be, then adapt it and just go with it. Feel the room out and let the students, don't be afraid to let the students give you that feedback. Think about this. Oftentimes we don't think out that our students are education experts, but they've seen anywhere three to two teachers per year every year so they know you know and they can distinguish between teacher you know and quality and so on so it's okay to accept that feedback and then of course overcome 
be able to, like we said, you know, sometimes things will come your way that you're not able to control, but to just simply do the best you can to overcome those things and based on what you can control. So those would be my three things that, as far as giving advice to any teacher at any level. Perfect. Good answer. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chad, your turn. All right. So since Brett stole one off our actual cheat sheet, <laughs> you get a pass since it's so early out on the West Coast. And you're, you're, <laughs> I'm assuming you haven't had enough coffee. Right? I haven't had any yet. Oh, bless your soul, sir. <laughs> bless my soul. <laughs> All right. So my question. All right. So for people completely outside of education that aren't looking to go into education. So the parent, the, the politician, yeah. the person watching the news, I'll just leave it there. Um, what, you know, they're getting a mixed message depending on which echo chamber they're a part of as a, as a person inside the education world, what, what's the message in a bottle for them? The, the, the last vestige of hope, the one thing you want them to know, for parents for anybody who's anybody. completely outside of education that's being okay. told what's going on in education they're they're getting an incorrect message about what is really the state of education so mm -hmm. you have the chance to set it straight with just one one message here you go all right my message would be huh. what would it be i don't know man i just want i want to say so much but i'm just trying to see what I can say, but for me, okay. So for my myself personally, I don't, and I don't know if this is kind of answering your question, but I would just say it's just, you know, visit, visit a campus, you know, see what's happening, visit a campus. And obviously if, you, if you're a parent and you're a stakeholder there, visit a campus and see what's happening, how, you know, the, your teachers and so on and everything. And really see if what is on the news is really happening because sometimes the news really does put a big spin on a, on a lot. And I mean, a lot of those things, because obviously they're, they're in the mood there. They need to sell, they need to sell those stories. So they add a lot of stuff to it. But I just really say, just if you are a parent, get connected with your community, but I'm also going to speak on the other side too, which as educators or as a district, we need to do a better job, I think, as far as connecting with our learning community, and that includes parents. So we need to make sure that we sell parents on what we are doing and what we can offer the, our, their students, their children, but also parents to feel invited and, you know, have an inviting environment for them to come in at any time and just say, hey, you know what, I, I love what is going on here. And, you know, see the positive side of those things. So as much as this media spins it the other way, as districts, we need to make sure we spin those positive news stories and put ourselves out there. We really need to do that a lot better. And, uh, you know, again, that, that would be my message there, I would say. Just do your research and visit if you can. If you can't, and if you're not a stakeholder in education, really, really, really do your research because you always hear things from both sides. So. You know, see, have an open mind <laughs> and might change your perspective. But yeah. Yeah. Well, threw you a curveball and you knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, hung, you, you hung it a little bit. I, I did. I did. It's a, I tried it to, you know, going back to improvise, adapt, and overcome. You know, you just never know what might come that way. But I can see it both ways. 
but hopefully that answer uh, would suffice if I was ever to be on your show, maybe sometime. Was soon. that a plug? Hint uh, received. Hint <laughs> taken down. Brett is taking notes. All right. <laughs> well, gentlemen, Chad, Brett, like I said, it has been an honor and a pleasure. And just to hang out with just some great, great creators, educators, passionate individuals such as yourselves that are lighthearted but serious at the same time and have great intentions for, again, allowing us and inspiring us to reclaim our joy and our passion for education. And I love that. I love your message. So, uh, Brett, Chad, you know, first of all, Brett, where can, um, you know, our audience members connect with you, follow you? Go ahead and plug away, my friend. All right. So uh, it's the underscore Mr. Underscore Kali on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um Feel free. Uh, I just got my Twitter started not that long ago, and my Instagram is the same. But come join the ride with me, and uh, let's have some fun. I mean, that's that's what I'm going for. All right, that flare pen ride. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, and Chad, where can our audience members connect with you? All right, so you can you can search Chad Pettit on just about any yeah. social media platform. Uh, it's that teacher guy, uh, or you can do uh, Chad Pettit chad underscore pettit one on instagram and twitter um just kind of getting those going too um but yeah those that's primarily primarily where i hang out all right and chad where can we find your podcast uh, the education reclaimed podcast all right so you can watch it live not live but you can watch it on youtube uh you can also go to our website educationreclaimed.com but you can find it on any podcast player uh that's out there so apple spotify you name it we're, we're out there and uh brett handles the social stuff i try excellent well guys make sure that you check out education reclaimed you've got these amazing gentlemen amazing podcast hosts chad pettit we've got brett collie here and again as always it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you both and i might always and i'll always add this like your beards are just amazing like, I, I really wish I could grow those beards. Now, how do you get them so shiny and so proper? Is there something that you guys use? I mean, yeah, I, it's in my, but uh, we use beard oil. Oh, okay. Very uh, organic beard oil. Right. Good stuff. It's, uh, I, I mean, you're using Live Bearded now, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Livebearded.com. Um, amazing company out of Arizona. They do fantastic work um just a small group of guys who have even more luscious glorious they're, yeah than, they're yeah they, they they could win beard competitions with the, with some of the face mains that i see over there and they make really good quality product i love it i mean the scent the scent profiles of everything is great and it's no greasy feeling or anything that i've gotten in the past from sometimes so it, yeah i love it really high quality and any any of your listeners that are Bearded. trying to tame their beards <laughs> or grow one uh they they have sample packs for just 10 bucks and they send you oh, all their 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 scent palettes and uh it, it's really good stuff Th these guys take care of you out at live bearded excellent well hey i just wanted to let you guys plug that in because as well like i mean i know they're a big part of your show and they're a big part of who you are as well so again as always you know this is a place you know you guys always have an open spot to come back and hopefully you guys will be back at any time you guys as being a podcast uh, guests uh, for chad second time brett you know first timer here 
anybody who's ever been a guest on the show always has an open invite to come back. So any projects that you're doing, whether it's as a team or personal or just something that you just say, hey, you know what? I, I really want to get this out there. Feel free to reach out at any time. You are now officially part of my PLF, my personal learning family. And it is an honor and a pleasure to have you here. And as always, to all of our viewers, listeners, anybody that is out there watching that follows us, please make sure you go to our website, myedtech.life, and you can check out this episode and all our previous episodes where I promise that you will find some nice, nice golden nuggets of knowledge that you can sprinkle on to what you are already doing great in your classroom find some inspiration or connect with amazing and inspiring educators such as Pat, uh, excuse me, such as Chad and Brett that are here this morning. Please make sure you drop us a line, drop us a review, give us some feedback. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, how we can improve because our mission and vision is to always bring you the best each and every time. And also don't forget to visit our merch store where you can go ahead and get some sweet merch. We've got some nice caps, shirts, and so on. And that goes to, as always, is just contributing to the mission and vision of connecting all educators you know from anywhere in the world so thank you for all of your support as always and my friends until next time don't forget just like the sign says up here stay techie